podcast named after the only two things he knows. Dick jokes and dinosaurs with Adam Jacobson. He'll teach you what is a thagomizer. You wonder if you're even circumcised. Dick jokes and dinosaurs with Adam Jacobson. Dick jokes and dinosaurs. Are you ready to stop the motherfucking show? sub way why hello everybody oh my god we got a brand new episode today we're so, i'm so excited you're gonna be talking about a lot of fun things i uh, just bef- but uh you know before we really get into it uh yeah just you know if you really like this podcast you know uh yeah just like and share it with your friends yeah, you know, it's just, it's a lot of fun doing this, and I just feel like it, um, yeah, just, you know, fuck, we should get, you know, thousands of views instead of hundreds, so, come on, buds, we can do this, we can do this shit, alright, um, yeah, alright, so, yeah, just ajgism2318, yeah, you can just find out all the shows I'm doing, uh, doing, let's see, by the time this releases, I'll be hosting a show at the Comedy Den, that'll be a lot of fun, and then I'll be at Bubba's Comedy Corner, just doing a fun little show, and yeah, it's, it's sweet, uh, alright, so we're gonna bring back a new segment, uh, you know, it's not a new segment, it's an old segment, but I really should do it more regularly, because it's a lot of fun to talk about, um, my, uh, yeah, my pick for the cum barrel is the boss at my construction job, he yelled at me and made me feel like shit, because fuck him, and also, uh, yeah, that, that work fucked up my hip, so, you know, it was verbal abuse and physical abuse, so fuck that job. Yeah, it's fucking people say, oh, it builds character working construction, but now I'm just a character with German Shepherd hips, so, yeah, fuck that. 
Uh, yeah, and then now I'm gonna be, yeah, fuck, fuck, yeah, construction jobs go in the cum barrel. That's, that's where they go. Okay. Um, also gonna be talking about, uh, the dinosaur of the week, which is Therizinosaurus. Therizinosaurus is fucking awesome. They lived, uh, in Mongolia about 70 million years ago. They were fucking huge. Like, they were 30, they are like 30 feet long, could have weighed, like, up to five tons. They had the largest claws of any animal ever to exist. And they use those to pull down branches to eat. They're actually a unique example of convergent el- evolution with uh, ground sloths and calicotheres, which are both extinct animals that uh, browsed trees by pulling the branches down into their mouths with sharp claws. Uh, we actually didn't know that they were... So they are theropod dinosaurs. Their closest relatives would be things like, uh, like birds and the raptors. These are actually the biggest form of Manoraptorin, which is... The group that are which birds are most closely related to, as well as the raptor dinosaurs. So they're yeah they're fucking they're big chonky boys. Um, yeah they're they're super cool. It was actually uh, when they were first described, they were actually thought to be a sea turtle that used their massive claws to bring seaweed into their mouth, which is pretty hilarious. Yeah, and no, yeah, and then more fossils were found out, and they were just a big ass herbivorous theropod. This is super neat. So they, yeah, they weren't very fast. They just, a lot of art depicts them as just these chubby little fat fucks. They just bring the plants into their mouth and just num num num. Yeah, they're, they're super, the only thing that really bothered them was Tarbosaurus, which was a massive, uh, a massive T-Rex-like predator. It's another Tyrannosaur. It's, it's, yeah, they're, they're super cool. Fucking big, fluffy, sloth dinosaur. Fuck yes, please. More of those. Yeah, they're, they're, they're super fucking dope. Uh, yeah, they should be in more media. Like, there's only not a lot of things depicting them. Like, the only things that come to mind are The Isle. And that, that game is very... It's like it has, it's super controversial. I, I'm not an expert in what exactly happened. But I think there was a con- controversy about... Just, just child endangerment, pretty much. Just... Yeah, it's it was oof. Yeah, no, it's not good, not good at all. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and the gameplay it seems kind of repetitive. Like it's just like you're not really like it's I don't know. Like, how do I describe it? Like I played a bit of it, and you know, it doesn't. Sometimes it just doesn't feel like a dinosaur game. Sometimes it feels like dinosaur rust. But I don't know. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the Ark. No, the Ark is, like, it's that bad where it's, like, rust, but with dinosaurs. No, the Isle... No, yeah, okay, the Isle is where you pretend to be a dinosaur. Okay. Oh, yeah, that, like, I think they released a patch where you get a dinosuchus. That looks fun. Apparently, there's a lot of balancing issues. I think it's been, like, alpha for ages. Fuck. Eh, I don't know. I haven't played video games in forever, but maybe. One day I'll get back into it. Um... Yeah, so I watched this amazing show on uh, Netflix, and yeah, I, I just absolutely loved it. Uh, it's called the movies that made us. This is the, it was just like the perfect nostalgia show. Like you just well, it's not perfect. There, were, I don't know. The, the narrator was kind of kind of an annoying voice, but I mean that's coming from me. I'm I'm the master of annoying voices. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, okay, that might be a stretch saying it was perfect. But listen, it was a great show. I enjoyed it a lot. It was, uh, they just talked about, you know, the production of Jurassic Park. And yeah, no, it was just, it was so cool to watch. Like, parts just, like, my, one of my favorite lines was when uh, Phil Tiplett, uh, you know, he worked on uh, stop motion animation for decades. And, you know, he created all these lifelike dinosaur images. And then, you know, then Stan Winston, he just fucking makes these gorgeous, like, uh, CGI dinosaurs. And that just influences film forever. And then he's like, fuck, I feel extinct. And that was, that was fucking, that was crazy. And then just the whole production, like, they, they filmed the fucking thing in a, during a goddamn hurricane. And then, yeah, and they still managed to make get the movie done. Like, they at one point they were filming during martial law, just fucking insane, so crazy. And then like, then also at other points like they used the animatronic T Rex, and like the thing was just enormous. And because they were filming during the rain, it the foam absorbed a lot of the water, and then it wound up weighing like nine tons at one point. And it actually, it was, it's hilarious. It started shivering because, like, the circuitry was getting all fucked. Which is so funny. Yeah. Then, like, apparently also they improvised the ending, too. Like, the ending where the T-Rex grabs the raptors, throws it against the skeleton, and then the sign when dinosaurs rule the earth falls down. That was just at a last minute because everyone loved the T-Rex. Fuck, it's so good. Oh, also what was hilarious, the Gallimimus um, scene, where they were mapping out uh, the footage for that, of how the Gallimimus would run. They got a bunch of the animators to pull in their arms like little T-Rexes and run around over some logs to mimic that iconic scene. And one of the fucking animators broke their hand when because they, they tripped. So funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. Damn, man. That, 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 that was so satisfying. Like, fuck it. I was like, it's kind of crazy because it's like, it's just so expensive. It was like, fuck me. Oh, in terms of inflation, oh no, it was, it was an enormously expensive movie. I'm not sure what the exact cost was, but like the budget then was like, uh, probably like 1300 total, like including the budget. About 1300 Because pretty much with uh, every movie, you have to match uh, the production, of, like the initial cost, with marketing costs. So that's like $65 million. Yeah, it was a little more. It was like, so the budget for the movie was $62 million, And the budget for this one, was for the marketing, was like 65 which is just fucking insane. Yeah, man. Michael Crichton, Steven Spielberg making my childhood. Yeah. Fuck, I'm just remembering all the scenes in that movie. Like, okay, I'll do a deep and dive of that thing, but it was, just, it was really cool seeing, like, the animatronics just operate, as well as the CGI operate, and yeah, just seeing all the crew just fucking spill their guts, just how it was, what it was like making that. They also, uh, I also saw the one for, uh, Forrest Gump. Apparently, Forrest Gump had a fucking orangutan in the novel, because Forrest Gump was based on a book. Forrest 
Gump had a pet orangutan and wound up becoming homeless. So the book was really bad. Like, it was nothing like the... Yeah, apparently he was a wrestler at one point. It was such a weird... It was a very weird book. Apparently, like, it only sold, like, 30,000 copies, and then it got made into a movie. Which is very bizarre. Apparently, uh... The author wanted John Goodman to be Forrest Gump. My god. What a... And, like... Yeah, I don't know. That just... Apparently, like... He, like... In the novel, like... Gump would, like, fucking drink way more. So, yeah. They, they did some trimming on that one. <laughs> yeah, they made it more marketable. I mean, I wouldn't have fucking watched it if it was, like... John Goodman in an orangutan just out fucking people that would be insane like as a kid I wouldn't see it and now I, def now I definitely want to see that I want to go to that alternate reality where that happened that'd be that'd be fucking incredible my god the fun um yeah that, that would be sick um yeah, yeah those were the two I watched but yeah it's a good show so uh, the movies that made us very, very entertaining. I would check that out. All right, and now we have a couple of articles that I'm just going to go through real quick. Okay, so first one, kind of silly. So uh, this is from Global News. Montreal area parents worry that they've been duped by promoter of Robot Dinosaur Show. You know? I talked a bit last week's episode about fucking possible marine shows and then the dinosaur implication that came from that, so here we are. Okay, and so here with this one. So Anne-Marie Bennett bought a $62 family pack of tickets last month for a robot dinosaur exhibition that was advertised for Montreal's South Shore this fall. Jurassic Fest Montreal was sold by its promoter as an outdoor, week-long, mesmerizing, world-class dinosaur exhibition featuring over 20 life-size animatronic robotic dinosaurs. But less than a week after she bought the non-refundable tickets on July 22nd, the Australia company, OI, promoted the event, and as the venue was to hold the show, was pulling out. I And yeah, so pretty much she just said she didn't receive the email... Da, da, da. She was worried her kids wouldn't see the robot dinosaurs. But. But. Drumroll please. Will something happen? Uh, the David Hooney, the South African promoter of the event, said parents have nothing to worry about. You know why? Because dinosaurs. That's why. Um, and actually he said it was just from. It was a, a rumor that competitors were trying to ruin him. So, you know, he's just struggling to make ends meet. He's a humble dinosaur merchant just trying to sell his wares. And then the competition, they don't... like that. I like how there's, like, multiple people with robotic dinosaurs trying to just make a living in Australia. What a, what a place. What a place. Or, no, sorry, in uh, fucking uh, Montreal. That's hilarious. Yeah, just oh man, your triceratops are so fucking shit. Are the are the, ours are the best triceratops? So pretty much, yeah, it's just that's hilarious. And yeah, so the show, so it's an Australian company 
and they just do tours and they did a tour in Austria and they're doing a tour in Montreal so yeah just go go check them out they're uh, Jurassic Fest Montreal <laughs> if you're in Montreal if you you know if you're fully vaxxed and you want to see a robot dinosaur yeah just go support them fuck their com- competition man fuck them fuck them in the rear okay that was a little dark Alright, so here, now we're going to move on to something really cool. Um, recently, there was a discovery that of two cave lion cubs, Panthera spilea. And this is really cool because, uh, yeah, no, these are the most re- recent and most complete um, baby lion cubs that we have of this species. So, yeah, we found... So, they're of two different ages. So, one is uh, female, which was named Sparta. It's about... Um, about 27... Th- about 30,000 years old, approximately. And then we have a male named Boris, which is a bit older. 43,448 years about old. Minus a few years. And... Yeah, no, it's just like pretty much just a, a, they were born in a cave and then just parts of it collapsed. And yeah, they were just perfectly mummified. And we actually can tell that the babies, they're so well preserved, we know what color coats they had. They, um, it seems that they didn't have the spots of baby lions, our modern lions. It seems that they had just like tawny fur. Um, it's, yeah, and based off a lot of other information as well, um, yeah, no, like, uh, yeah, it's, it seems that, yeah, you know, they have the thick fur to help live in the environment, yeah, it's kind of remarkable because they weren't eaten as well at the site, that's pretty neat, so. And most, uh, most of the lions, like, uh, about 80% of them die before they reach adulthood. So, yeah, this is one more little statistic. So, the, it was found in, um, just, uh, like, just, uh, eastern Siberia, um, at the, I'm gonna botch this, Carrigenian Interstadial, and... Yeah, so what's neat about these lines is they don't actually, the males don't have manes. So based on all the art we've depicted of them, they don't seem to have a mane-like structure. Which is pretty cool. They're their own thing. They're about 25% bigger than modern lines. They're, they are big boys. They love to eat. Yeah, so they lived alongside Tega, uh, Sega antelope, mammoths, woolly rhinos. They're, yeah, this is super interesting to find. This is the most complete, youngest... Uh, specimen we found uh, of a cave lion yet. So that's yeah, it's fucking fucking incredible. Like goddamn. Um. Yeah, super cool. Got little pictures of the lion smushed. Oh, they're, oh, that's so sad. Just a little kitten just smushed to death by ice. But you know what? It's the for the benefit of our learning.
Yeah, but you know, uh, so going back to the point earlier, just about uh, yeah, the fuck they're they're so cool. They're just so fucking cool. Yeah, so we learned a lot about just you know these majestic, wonderful creatures. Yeah, so that's pretty awesome. Okay, and now we're going to be talking a bit about some people sent in, like, I asked some some of the fans on Instagram what types of pets they wanted if money was not an object. And some of you said insane shit. Some of you said reasonable shit. We'll go through which. Um, yeah, so first one was mentioned was a clownfish. And that's a pretty, yeah, those are pretty calm. Those are, that's a good pet. As long as you just know how to take care of the salt water. Uh, yeah, that should be fine. If you can keep a pair of them in a 30-gallon with a bubble tip and enemy. Um, yeah, and also what's fun about clownfish is they only breed in... They, they, they're all born male, but the dominant one will become female. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, just get crushed coral in there to replicate ocean magnesium and calcium. Feed once a day. They're omnivorous, so they can eat whatever. You can mix them with... Rasses, damselfish, tangs, dartfish, and angelfish. Don't mix different clown species together. Like, don't mix tomatoes with the other types. Yeah, they should do fine. Probably. Oh, uh, yeah. So, 30 gallon is like the minimum, I'd say. Don't do anything smaller. Okay, moving on. Ocelots. Absolutely horrible pet. Just, yeah, like, apparently there's a bunch of them just running around in Florida now, which is kind of hilarious. They used to live all over North America, but they just, you know, they're getting wiped out. Yeah, so pretty much every... I actually found care guides to ocelots, but I can't actually, like, endorse it by any means. Like, you need a big-ass cage for them. They aren't a cat. They aren't domesticated, so they have to shriek and shit everywhere. Yeah, they need large amounts of protein, like beef and bones every day. Not a, not a good choice. But there is a much better cat that was suggested. It's called the Munchkin Cat, and it's literally cat dog. It's the cat from Cat Dog. They made it's like a wiener dog cat, and it's you know it's a, it's a cat. It's pretty cool. They're prone to osteoarthritis just because of the spine, but yeah, you know, in terms of pets, it's probably more reasonable. Okay, the next we have koi fish. Yeah, so those fucking live forever. You need a big ass pond, like a, th a thousand gallons probably, to take care of them. Yeah, you know what? They're manageable. Just, they like it cool. You can keep them outdoors. Make sure you predator-proof the uh, pond. You get them big old bags of koi-specific food. Mostly herbivorous, so any food you give them has to be mostly plant-based. Yeah, they'll do fine. Get Make sure you get a big-ass uh, canister filter so they do okay. All right, and then next we have tortoises. Now, tortoises, that, that, that varies a lot. So, with tortoises, it varies by species. Some like Herman's tortoises will do fine with a 4x2. Oh, sorry, a 4x4 four four enclosure. Um, and then, what else could you do? You could also do, uh, like, the, the huge tortoises where you need massive outdoor enclosures. It varies by species. Like, Solcuttas, Aldabras, and, like, Galapagos, those are huge and require lots of space. You know, like a Russian or a Herman's, those will do fine and much more easy to take care of. Just make sure you don't give them too much protein because their shells will pyramid. 
Okay, and then someone wrote Tyrannosaurus Flex. Uh, it's T-Rex with big-ass arms, and that is the best answer. That is the best answer I've gotten. And, uh, oh, uh, there was also raccoons. Same issue with, like, the ocelot. Like, they're just destructive, wild, and they'll break shit. I've seen people kind of keep them, but it just seems really challenging. Like, they need a lot of space, and they like to do their own thing. Yeah, and then there's an issue. I'm not sure. I think you can, in some places, you can get a legally, like, captive-bred raccoon. That might be a bit more manageable, but... I, I can't recommend a raccoon as a pet. They just, the smell would be horrific. Oh, and probably the worst one was a lion, which was a meme. But, yeah, fuck. That, that, we're just going into Tiger King territory. God damn, that show keeps coming back. Like, everyone, you know what? I honestly liked that show, but, yeah. You know, it is what it is. It's gone. But, you know, it's the memories we make along the way that count. All right, everybody, that's this week's episode. Thank you so much for watching. Take care. Yeah, but so